0: what's up everybody this is the betrayed the addicted and the expert my name is Brandon, and I am the expert
1: and I'm Ashlyn and I was the betrayed
0: and I'm Kobe the recovering addict what you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing all right what is this episode number something 30 something 37 30 something we just keep going someone asked me the other day they're saying like aren't you gonna run out of topics (laughs) (laughs) i think we can go (laughs) forever for yeah for a long long time forever we just scratched the surface of of uh recovery and oh man and and it just keeps going so we're learning more and more today's topic is really cool um uh, I want to introduce it by telling you guys about a, an article that I read uh, last night, actually. Um, it was about Iceland and addiction in Iceland. So uh, apparently back in the 90s, um, the youth in Iceland, there was more addiction among young people in Iceland than any other country in Europe.
2: Is that general um, addiction?
0: Yeah, it, w- it was alcohol and opiates. Oh wow! And, and uh, they were saying... You go down to down to the streets of the major cities, and you just see drunk teenagers everywhere um, in Iceland. And so they, they knew it was a kind of a public health crisis that something had to change. And um, what they did is they looked at some research of what actually works to prevent addiction, and they started to do education for parents and really teach them about how spending time and quality time with your kids helps prevent addiction. Um, the other thing that they found was that if if a young person was involved in something good, like music or sports, or they felt a sense of accomplishment, something creative, then um, the chances of them having an addiction was much less. And so they started put it, pumping a bunch of money into paying for youth to go do fun, cool, awesome great things in their life and Iceland has gone from being the country with the most addiction for young people to the country with the least oh, wow. addiction yeah in the, in the last just 20, since the 90s. in the last 20 years yeah. Wow, i not that cool yeah. that's rad yeah so what that speaks to is is self-care is is creating a life on my Facebook live this week I talked about rap park and I'm gonna explain that more on this podcast um, but creating a life that is conducive for recovery or, or you know, another way to put it is creating a life where you don't need addiction. Right? <laughs> that's interesting.
2: Like, I don't think I've ever heard a statement like that. Yeah. I creating mean, a life that does, that's not conducive for addiction. Is that what you
0: said? You, yeah, yeah, well, we creating a life that, it, that is, is, is conducive for recovery or creating a life where you don't need addiction. That's right? such
2: a novel statement.
0: Well, what does addiction do? It numbs you, it... Um, disconnects you. Yeah, it disconnects. It's a, yeah, it's an escape from life. Yeah. So the people whose lives suck want to escape it.
2: I guess my life sucked for a long time.
0: <laughs> 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 that's just for 31 years for the record though. Go no big you, deal, that's right? That's probably true. <laughs> like you were bailing on life. That's what you were Dude,
2: doing. Dude, I, 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 I totally was. And and I think that's I think everybody has their own version of my life sucks, and that's relative for everybody no matter if you no matter what demographic, what culture whatever. It's suck is relative.
0: Well, if and, and, and when we say life sucks, maybe what we're talking about is there's a void in your life. You're not feeling a sense of fulfillment. Um, there's, there's a lack of purpose,
1: right? Which uh, I'm sorry, I have to mention this. Kobe, I've said this before. We'd go to therapy, family therapy for years. And he would say, I just want connection. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what in the heck does that mean?
0: Right. I would say in
1: therapy, I don't understand what that means.
0: And no wonder, no wonder there's a, a sex addiction going on on the side. You're saying, "I just want connection, I just want connection." Well, what was ha- you were connection wasn't being created in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And so the addiction was filling that for you, mm-hmm. but then the addiction brings with it all these nasty consequences, <laughs> totally, right? So
2: And that's a, a true case of like chicken or the egg, correct?
0: <laughs> oh, right. right, right. But it doesn't get you ultimately what you want because addiction creates disconnection. Right. Yeah, totally. Right? So you guys, talk to talk to me about your experience of creating this life where addiction, addiction doesn't need to be front and center. Like what are the, the things that you've done that, that have created self-care? We call it self-care. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about dailies and people have asked us what are dailies, mm-hmm. right? Um, but how have you developed this life where you don't want to bail all the time, you don't want to escape?
1: Dailies?
2: Um, man, I, I... This is a super... This is a, a straightforward yet complex um, one for me, and I'm actually feeling um, a lot of emotion about this because I'm kind of having a retrospective like moment looking back at my life. Um, those
0: 31 years
2: yeah in truth and in those 31 years um there were a lot of consequences for addictive behavior one of them was i was never never felt good enough um in academics in sports um in relationships and um and i and i was never consistent with things but um like personal things if i, w- I should have to practice and that's how it's consistent soccer football baseball and um but on my own, I just was never self motivated, really, to do a lot except for you know look at porn and masturbate and chase <laughs> You're girls. <very> and... <laughs> motivated to do that. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. But my point is, is that when I started, when I started recovery, um, I guess I was so exhausted with that lifestyle, living a lie, that for whatever reason, dailies were things that I could control. They were the things that I could pour all my energy into because I had a lot of it. I didn't know if I was going to stay married. I didn't know if Ashley would would. Um, would reject me or not. And that for me was like the deepest and hardest part about recovery. So dailies for me were a heaven send. And in truth, they still are because there's stuff that I I still do every day. So I I started with a 30 minute workout every day. Um, I did a 10 minute spiritual devotional um, uh, for the first nine months straight. I journaled every night. And I was never, ever, ever, ever a journal kind of guy. I missed four times in nine months, actually, because awesome. I was sick two different times. I was too sick to even like do anything. And um, and then I checked in. And so now, um, I mean, three years three years later, is it three years? Yeah. It's over three years since we started. Um, I still work out 30 minutes every day. I still do my spiritual devotional. Um, and I still check in, but I do personal development as well. And um, I do that unaudible. audible. It's easier for me just to listen um, than it is to read and and so i do those things um and i get mental clarity and stress relief and 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 um so much mental good from working out but i also like i've got serious body image issues and it's ironic to me that i can be so diligent and just never miss or rarely rarely miss in in a workout um and still have body image issues but that helps to combat it yeah okay and, um, but so those are the things that I do on the daily. But one thing that I never, ever, ever did was, um, and my therapist, would, <laughs> Amy would would like, she would, I mean, wouldn't beat me with the hobby stick, with, with the self-care stick, but she's like, dude, you need to get some friends. I'm like the social dude in the room. Like if there's like a party going on, like I'm chopping it up with everybody. Like if grandma's in the room, it's like grandma and I are talk, talking about whatever it was in like the seventies the that she did, what, you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, and I can talk to the six year old, but I didn't have, connection I didn't have I I wasn't connecting with people like in my heart because I didn't want to be vulnerable because I didn't want to be exposed for the liar that I was right so I was missing connection in in relationships and I was missing um, real self-care like hobbies like identity for me I honestly didn't believe I was worth like I wasn't worthy of having a hobby I wasn't worthy of putting time into myself I wasn't worthy of putting resources into myself to take care of me like hunting, fishing, shooting, like skiing, none of that stuff. I, I didn't do anything.
0: Right. So, so you're doing a good job, Kobe. Of, and I just want to outline what you're saying a little bit, which is the day in, day out self-care is an important part of recovery, the yeah. dailies we call them. So, so, your exercise, your journaling, your things, you know, hopefully you're brushing your teeth and uh, <laughs> washing Take behind the parts. Yeah, put, put your deodorant on. I think you did today. So. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully, you're like doing your dailies, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, you started with that, mm-hmm. and, but then you realized, whoa, my life still is, is not fully what I need it to be to be in recovery. Mm-hmm. And what your therapist pointed out was you're lacking real connection mm-hmm. in your life. And you're lacking some some hobbies or some sense of purpose um, in your life, right? Something yeah. more, yeah, right. That goes
2: beyond my role as partner and my role as parent. And in truth, like, so I played I played football in, in junior college, and I was engaged with Ashlyn before I finished. And I got a phone call from a coach at a, at a like Division two school, asking if I wanted to come and play. And I was like, nope, I got a new game. I'm going to get married. And I gave up. I gave up two more years of football. Because I wanted to be, I wanted, I was, I was so twisted in my thinking. I need to give up all my identity just so I can focus on being a husband. And I thought that was like the most noble thing to do. It was the most codependent thing that I could have done at that time. But it was like entirely ridiculous looking back on it. And I just think,
1: and I honestly didn't know that until this month when he told me. Oh really? I didn't know he'd given that up.
2: I, I didn't have anything that we did recreationally, was all from Ashlyn.
1: Right.
2: And that's not bad. I mean, you're like cringing in your face, like shoot, seriously? Like, that's really how it was? Like, that's totally how it was. I didn't have anything. No, and that was just my norm, honestly.
0: Right, I'd like to ask our audience, if you think about it, like, what do you have in your life where you feel a sense of fulfillment, where you have hobbies, where you feel excited about, like, things to to do in your life that let you be you, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you don't have those things, then you're prone to addiction, and you're going to find ways to escape life.
2: Um, That's a real hard reality to face. Yeah, that's a real hard reality to face. And let me just also just touch on this. You mentioned grooming. You didn't say that. That was my word. But I did not take care of myself from a grooming standpoint. Like I showered every day, I brushed my teeth every day, but I didn't iron anything. I didn't do my hair.
1: You didn't get haircuts. I didn't get haircuts. (laughs) Like shave. I yeah I didn't yeah.
2: I couldn't really grow a beard, anyways, <laughs> but but I but I didn't but I didn't shave, but but in truth though, it's like I like I looked like a train wreck,
1: yeah.
2: And 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 so I you know I walk I live here in Utah County, you know, south of Salt Lake, and I'll see guys at the store at Costco just out in the open, and they've got basketball shorts on, a T-shirt, flip flops, and they got bedhead, and honestly, it's like I was exactly that guy. who was up all night looking at porn, roll out of bed, because I had you. Just just look like a train wreck, just like like a hot mess. And so um, I used to look with a lot of like, "Oh, dude, get your stuff together, man. But but I told Ashley, even just this week, like I saw a guy at Costco and I was like, man, my heart breaks for this guy, because I was
0: that guy. Here's a myth for you that, I I think women buy into this more than men do, but we do as well, Mm -hmm. is that it's selfish to do self care.
1: Oh, totally. Oh, Absolutely. Whenever I mention it on social media, people are like, I want to, but it just feels like wrong. I'm not taking care of my kids or I'm taking time away from my spouse.
0: It's, it's, there's nothing further from the truth. Right. Right. The old, um, you know, the, the thing that's always brought up is putting the, the oxygen mask on yourself yes. first on the airplane before you stick it on your kid. It's the same concept in life, which is, it the the only way that you can show up for others is you first show up for yourself, absolutely, and then you'll have the energy to to serve and to be there for others. Um, so it's not selfish for you to do your dailies. It's not. I mean, tell tell them what you did. Was it last week? The
2: yeah. So um, I a, a year ago I reconnected with my my childhood best friend up in Spokane, Washington, and. Um, we just started doing Throwback Thursday. So every Thursday we'd play, like send a text, like a voice message to each other, uh, a song from my childhood, adolescence and stuff like that. You know, and it was like, okay, cool, let's do this. So every Thursday we do it, it's rad, but that built up over the course of the year. And so last week he's like, hey, like the Chili Peppers, he's like, I, I know a guy and he's like, they're, they're having their last show of their getaway tour. And he's like, do you wanna go? Do you think you can get to, to, to Phoenix? And I was like, dude, I'll make it happen, like whatever. Cause I was like, a group that I loved listening to growing up and even right. still, right? So Ashton to her credit was like, "Yeah, go." And it was still hard in it was still hard in some way like I embraced it and I was ready to do it, but it was still hard in in some ways to justify the expense to do that. And I found a cheap flight and like we did what we needed to do. But it was so incredible to have this like like 18, 19 hours with with my buddy Clint, because yeah. <laughs> it was short. Um, to to go down there, I go to this concert, um, just to be together and connect. And um, I've really done that. In fact, earlier this year, this really this really cool guy that I know, said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go to Alaska. Why don't you come with? And he is cool. He totally is. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's something I've never done. But Ash was like totally supportive of that. So so it's been. It's been a conscious, it's been a very conscious and, and sometimes hard um, thought process to say, I'm worth this time and I'm, and I'm worth it to take care of myself. But those are things that I never have done, like okay. ever have done.
0: I'm glad the way you explain that because um, self-care is shame resiliency work. When you, when you say, look, like I haven't loved myself, mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna have enough self-compassion to do things for me. What you're saying to yourself is I am worth it. Like I'm worth this money to go up to the Chili Peppers concert. I'm worth the time in the morning to stop and just um, you know, pray or whatever you need to do for your self-care. You're saying I am worth this. Yeah. And so you'll be this disheveled um, wreck in your addiction if you don't love yourself, right? Yeah,
2: to- I, uh, I was that. Yeah. I was exactly that.
0: But when you do start to love yourself, you're gonna care about yourself. You're gonna take care of your and mm-hmm. and, and you're gonna start to do self care.
1: Well right? it's that idea of how you feel on the inside shows up on it does. what you look like on the outside. Oh, man. Totally. That's yeah. that's
2: a that's a perfect representation of it. And so for me it's like, yeah, I have to take care of my like I have to like have to iron my shirt. Like I have to like get ready in a proper way. Right. Anyways, that, those are easier to do than the bigger things. Like for instance, I started, I, sh- I, I got a Glock this year. Awesome. And I started like target shooting and I love it. And I had no idea that I, I loved it, but I was just like, okay, well, let's just, let's just see. So this has been like a real transformative year for me in truth. When are we on shooting,
0: Kobe? He, he, the what? only
1: problem is Kobe needs to find hobbies that are not all <laughs> cost <related>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all <laughs> cost money.
0: Yes, and ammunition is not cheap. these days. <laughs> Totally. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about this rat park thing. Yeah. So there, there's a researcher by the name of Bruce Alexander who um, there, there's there's rats in a cage and they took their water and they gave them normal water and they gave them water laced with cocaine. And the rats in the cage just could not get off the cocaine to, to the point of death. They killed themselves on this cocaine. And so then he took some rats and he put them in what he called rat park which was like there's a lot of toys in there there there's a lot of other rats to socialize with it was like a it was like heaven for rats and he put the two water bottles in there and they did not choose the water with the cocaine and he did this over and over again and what it was proving was that the rats had a that the the rats with a lot of good stuff in their lives and doing a lot of great things didn't need the addiction right Um, and so I call it I, in my groups I call it have you done your rat park? Have you created your rat park this week? And, and my guys it's, it's just a word they use like yeah I rat parked it and I went fly fishing and I did this and I did that That's cool. and it's really cool and so I, one of the questions I asked my groups this week was, it sounds like a cheesy get to know you question but I was, I was going down the, the, the line of rat park with it the question I asked is if you could be anything in your life like any career if you could do anything in your life what would you be and and I said don't hold back like just I told him I want to be a rock star you know and a couple of the guys were like I wanna I wanna learn how to play the guitar really well one guy was I wanna be a professional athlete these are like 40 year old guys that you know <laughs> and then one guy said I yeah you know I wanna be a, a jazz pianist and um, and it was interesting because he's doing really well in his recovery and he takes piano lessons, and he had a recital last week. And he was this 40 year old guy with a bunch of like teenage kids and, at, at this recital. And he was like playing and he was loving it. And he was doing this thing that he absolutely loved.
1: That and, is rad. Isn't that cool? Yeah.
0: And so I asked him this question. And I'm like, well, what are you doing toward this goal? Right. And the guy's like, well, I can't be a professional athlete. And I, I, I you know, I take a step back and I said, well, you know, one day you could be champion champion at the senior games, you know, you could like, like pursue something in your life. If, if, if athletics or whatever it is, like go for something Mm -hmm. toward that rather than just, you know, we're, we're domesticated and we're, we're just socialized to think, you know, it's a nine to five thing. Um, you wake up, you grind through it and you go to bed at night.
1: Right. And that's,
0: not living. It's not living. No, it's Not thriving. We, we used at all. to live that way, That's existing. honestly,
1: and we had lots of good things on the outside. Right. Our life looked really good, and it just wasn't.
2: No, it's like, it's like we were eating, but we weren't nourishing our souls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take piano lessons, and I suck at the True. piano. I'm 40. True. I'm gonna go take piano lessons. Good for I you. love the piano. I love it. That's cool. Right. I've gotten out in nature a lot more lately than I have. And just hiking, hunting, mm-hmm. hanging out with my brothers. Um, it's awesome. I live for it. That's right? so cool. You're shooting. Ashlyn, what about you? What do you do? Um, Ashlyn's th- kind of a little traveler.
1: I like to travel. Cool. Traveling, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, I like to shop alone. Like, even window shop. But I like to do it alone. That's good. Yeah. That's I always a great have. hobby. Always. Yeah. That's weird, but... <laughs> Um sometimes I'll do my nails, I don't know. you know Pretty what, simple. that seems like a
0: little thing, but it's it's a little thing that probably does a big thing
1: for yeah. you,
0: right? So that's great i
2: I just love I, I really appreciated being able to talk about this, this this topic and and I can um like I can really say, in fact, I've reconnected with n- not only childhood friend but also a college roommate who lives in El Salvador and um And we've just had just a really rich experience, just corresponding just via text, and um, and so I guess what I'm telling you is, is the farther down the road of recovery I I, I've gotten, I've learned to first for me, and this isn't just this isn't like the way to do it. This is just the way that it happened to play out for me. Is I learned to take care of myself in small little ways, and then I learned to establish some like reconnect and have some some legit meaningful relationships where I can be vulnerable and um, and I can have the, these connections, but then also by extension, just um, be okay with um, caring for myself in meaningful ways.
0: Yeah, there you go. There's recovery for you.
1: And I think right. a big part of it is that you've found friends who accept you as you are. It's true. Yeah. Like Kobe went true. to that concert and I was so proud of him because he said, cool. said, what are you gonna wear? And he said, what i always wear i'm just gonna wear some jeans and a button-up collared shirt i'm a dad and i like the red hot chili peppers but i'm not gonna dress any different you're not gonna go be a poser there dude no no way
2: (laughs) and and i'm not gonna show up like like if someone wants to look at me and say what a douche like this this guy looks like a dad and he's here it's like i don't care if that's your response because i think it's pretty rad that a dad of two kids who's 40 it's gonna go to a Red Hat Chili Peppers concert, and if you're looking at me going, wait, there's another dad here who who looks like a dad, doesn't look like you know this this uh, you know rocker or whatever who's here, and you're like, that's cool. Then it was awesome. And in truth, when I went there, I saw so many. I saw I saw guys with with white hair like grandpas right. with white hair. I saw a family walk in and they had like young kids. They're like in in, in the early teens, and I saw. A ton of dads, just like me.
1: Right,
2: And it was just cool, though, that I showed up like, I'm gonna go as I am, and I'm not gonna do this for anybody else, this is for me.
1: Which he used to morph to whoever he was around. Yeah. And I think that's who yeah. a part of this whole self-care has become, I am I love who I am, yeah. and I don't need to change for Which anyone. Which is so
0: different than, a sh- than, than it being shame-based. Like, yeah. if I went out to get really good at riding horses, you know, if I go and do that so other people think that I'm awesome because I can ride horses and I can. Then it's not self care. Right. But if I do it just because I feel like I can connect to horses mm-hmm. and it's part of who I am, it's self care. That's right. right.
2: That's cool. So. Well, this has been good, and I appreciate you being able to, to to take this minute to talk about it. But it's but it's but it's true though. And if you're listening out there, whether you're um, the one that struggles with addiction or with betrayal, everybody needs. Everybody self-care. needs everybody
1: it. Everybody needs
0: yeah. this.
2: It's a key piece. It's a key piece of recovery. So um, share this, share this, um, this episode, um, leave us a review. Those are things that help us to reach people who are in the dark places and feel like that they're alone.
1: And they're not. That's exactly how we got help with someone sharing on social media um, privately, Mm -hmm. and it changed my world. And we're absolutely grateful. We get these sweet messages via email and direct message and reviews, and it just, it makes us show up here every Friday and say, okay, we're going to do this again.
2: Totally does. All right, guys. Thanks a bunch.
1: See ya.